Hello, and welcome to The Carb Watch. I'm your friend Andy, and you cannot see right now, but you may see here in just a few minutes that I have two dogs sitting at my feet itching to get at what we have on The Carb Watch, which is Panda Express. So Panda Express uh, is a Chinese kitchen. I'm actually looking at the website right now. So this is um, Asian food. This is Chinese food. What we're going to talk about today is, and, and why we have this, is we're talking about insulin resistance. We're going to kind of do this in series with what types of food we should eat per body type or per patient. Everybody's going to respond to food a little bit differently. So insulin resistance, what does that mean? That means you are sending out, your body sends out more insulin to do the job of less more insulin we send out into the bloodstream, the more opportunity for fat storage. It's like I often compare this to a middle school basketball coach. Some people with insulin resistance have a middle school basketball coach sending out hundreds of middle school basketball players to do the job of an NBA team. NBA's NBA team are going to send out five amazing players. Hashtag dream team, 97 bulls, baby, 3P. So, that is like, and that's what insulin resistance is not. You have an NBA coach sending out five amazing players. That's what we're striving for. Now, there are certain food types that are going to be harder on a patient with insulin resistance, which is going to be carb, heavier food, foods that are higher on the glycemic index. What does that mean? It's going to get into your bloodstream faster, quicker, and make your blood sugar spike more, which your pancreas, your, MB, your middle school coach, freaks out, and it's going to send out more insulin more fat storage, huge problem, avalanche. So what do we have here? We're going to do a little bit of a carb watch too. I'm going to count the carbs in this too, but this is easy because when you're going out to fast food, you, they have the nutrition facts. I know exactly what's in this bowl. This is the Beijing beef, which I've already tried and it is delicious till no one. <laughs> uh, what is that from the How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Um, I'll save the world. Tell no one. So I have eaten this, yes. Uh, I'm just going to take a look-see at it, okay? Can you see this on here? So it has beef, and it's in a tangy sauce, a tangy spicy sauce, on top of um, kind of a bed of rice, and it looks like fried rice because it has some of the vegetables in there. It has some red peppers and it has some onions. Um... And it all honestly looks really delicious, and you're thinking, oh, these are natural foods, chicken, vegetables, rice. This is all, unfortunately, okay, Panda Express, you're doing great. People are still going to eat there even after listening to this, but it's all processed. This isn't fresh stuff. Things are added in here, A, for taste, and B, for freshness, because I have to keep this fresh to be able to move a product. So the best way to eat Meat and vegetables, which is technically in this bowl, is going to be through buying it organically and eating it that day. When you pick something off of its food source, off of its uh, off off the tree, out of the ground, you are disrupting that pattern of it growing. You gotta eat it. You add stuff to it to make it fresh to stay longer, so that you can sell that product later. You move it off the shelf. So things that are going to stay. Uh, sorry, we just got a note from production and a ding. If we can turn off our cell phones in the production studio, that'd be fantastic. Just a note. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story of Panda Express. Carb counts in this. I'm literally, you can Google it, which is great too if you're just counting carbs. But in this bowl, there are 46 grams of carbs. Uh, there are, let's see, 26 grams of total fat. Calories from fat, 240. Total calories are 470. 
13 grams of protein. We have beef in there, which is good. There's actually some egg product in there as well. Uh, and kind of higher in the sugar content, 24 grams of sugar. But if we're just looking at carbs, 46 grams of carbs. Here's the things I like and don't like about this. I like that I know the carb counts. That makes it easy as a patient with type 1 diabetes, where I do not have insulin resistance, I have insulin deficiency. I don't make any insulin. I'm going on an NBA basketball court and I don't have any players. That's what insulin deficient is. Insulin resistance is the middle school basketball players. The thing I don't like about this is that I don't know what's in here. Yes, I know there's beef. Yes, I know there's a red pepper because it's literally sitting in front of me. But I don't know what this has been sitting in. I don't know what this is washed in. I do not know the ingredients of this tangy sauce. I don't know the amount of MSG that's added to it, the amount of sodium. Although sodium is technically <laughs> 660 milligrams. <laughs> I do not know the source of the of the beef. The source, is it an A1 or an A2 cow? You're not going to know that stuff. So that's where this tr trouble gets in, in here is uh, the preservatives, the additives that are, that are um, help this make it an actual product that's sellable. So if you're thinking of insulin resistance, I want you to think, where is all my food sourced from? And the Best way, the best way to do it is to is to buy local and eat it that day. So you can replace this by doing your own grain. If you want to stick with grains, go to the natural health food store, get your own grains, um, and and make it that way. I would do basmati rice. It tends to be more digestible. If you want beef, go to your local butcher. I'm telling you, that sounds idiocracy that, that sounds crazy right we don't do that stuff anymore but that's how people did it back in the day they had the local butcher they had the local produce they had their own farms they grew their own vegetables i want to know where the things are coming from and then we make guesstimates based on um carb counts coming coming from from book you can look it up on the internet too for common carb exchanges that's all i want to talk about today think of anything that's in a package probably not going to be the best for you. But being cognizant and being aware is step one. And that's what we do here on the Carb Watch. We watch for you. So uh, I'm going to feed some of this to my dogs so they can make number two. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, We can cut that out of production, right? That's great. I'm just kidding. I'm probably going to eat some of this. But uh, this has been your friend Andy. And tune in next week uh, where hopefully um, we will choose Chop House or um, maybe, you know, something else like that. Whole Foods. So, all right, no, I'm getting it now. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.